Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, when a big award show takes place, we go to our friend Paul McGuire Grimes, who you hear on Fridays on the Colleen and Bradley show and also on the podcast, All Things Streaming, to talk about the award winners, the great speeches, whether things were deserved or not. This is what we do on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Good afternoon. And Paul McGuire Grimes has joined us. Hello. Thank you. Hello. And thank you for being here. You. You uh, had a night last night as we did. We were on the couch for a watch along party, but you uh, had a party of your own. Yes, I was up in our quiet room, which wasn't really all that quiet, but mm-hmm. we had a nice food spread, about 20 people over. It was divine. Now, just to put a uh, to, to explain to people, when you say your quiet room, it's not yeah. like you have a panic room that you watch TV in. <laughs> no, no. So we have a lot. Lo- our theater room is technically the loud room. So people want to talk not listen to speeches, mm-hmm. cheer, hoot, and holler. That's the loud room. If you actually want to hear things a little bit quieter, more of introverts, we're up in the quiet room. That is genius. Thank you. I that's absolutely love that. Thank you. So we thought we would maybe, um, because you're a critic, that's yeah. what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you critique things. Yes. And um, we thought maybe you would be uh, amenable to giving awards for the awards. Oh, I would love that. Okay. So we've come up with some ver- categories of our very own. Yeah. So just to get real meta, We're asking you, Paul McGuire Grimes, to give awards based on the people who won awards at the awards show last night. So it's like the Golden Globes Awards. Okay. For the Golden Globes. Got it. So. I'm putting on my Golden Globes hat. Good. Yeah. It's very becoming of you. Thank you. The first category we have for you in our award show about the award show, Paul McGuire Grimes, is biggest winner. Who was the biggest winner at the Golden Globes last night? I would say it has to be activists and the Time time Up movement. You are good because I for sure thought you were going to tell us an actual show oh, or a movie, but you're I'm right. Trying to go, I, I'm trying to pick some alternative picks well, here. I like like it. the real winners of the evening were the women, the activists that we saw. And we heard earlier on yesterday that eight actresses were going to bring real life activists. And by that, I mean people not in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. as their dates. So Laura Dern, Amy Poehler, Susan Sarandon, Meryl Streep, Emma Stone, Emma Watson, Emma Michelle Williams, and Shailene Woodley all brought other women, other activists as their dates. And Michelle Williams brought Tarana Burke, who was the founder of the Me Too movement. Which is so cool. Which was so great. So I think them, I think bringing a voice to what this is to the whole night was fantastic. And they were really able to do that in a way that um, 
highlighted those issues, but didn't necessarily like take the award ceremony hostage. Like I thought it was just so brilliantly blended. You know, there there was a very strong message, but it was all related. Like it all had a purpose. You know, one of the critiques against Hollywood and Hollywood elites is that, you know, they have their sort of pet politics and they, you know, take opportunities to take jabs at their political foes and mm-hmm. opponents. But this was something I think that was very heartfelt and, um, you know, meant a lot to the people in those seats. Now, from a more cynical view, you could also just say that it was they were doing a lot of CYing their own A's, um, covering their own behinds. If you will. <laughs> it's like, oh, um, is it an acronym? I got to spell fast. I know. Fast. No. CYA. <laughs> we got it. Your we got you. Um, Thank you. You, you. you could take a more cynical approach, but regardless of how you took it, I just think they did it in an artful way right. that, that blended you know, the actual reason for being there, the awards with, um, you know, a movement that was greater than themselves. And one of the things I really like too, even before the awards, the people watching the before, the, the red carpet, if you will, is that E, Juliana Rancic was not about who are you wearing, but right. why are you wearing this? Right. Well, I think it Which gave a, it gave fabulous. another, it gave another level to those conversations right. that they have on the red carpet where every year, I mean, it's, it's sort of like they've been, we've been trying to change the conversation so for years. Just, oh, I'm wearing Galtier, Versace, you know. Yeah, and, and they've done sort of, they've made some inroads on that, but this year it really was like we had a reason to have a different conversation. Right. The, the only thing I would have uh, wondered uh, or wish somebody would have asked Juliana Rancic is why she was wearing somebody else's arms. Right? Did you I, notice I, that? No. The, 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 at that part of the evening, I was welcoming guests, sure. trying to get a cocktail. Juliana and... Rancic's arms were the color of Tan Mom. Oh. Um, the torso of Juliana Rancic was, was not. not. It looked like she found a human-sized action figure that was maybe a different pigment from her. It snapped off their arms and put him in her place. Like a Mr. Potato Head? Pretty much. It was, yes, it was Miss Juliana Head. Potato Head. We're talking with Paul McGuire Grimes. He's our movie critic. You usually hear him on Fridays on the Colleen and Bradley Show. You can also catch his podcast, All Things Streaming. And we are giving awards for the awards show last night. We just talked about the biggest winner, the activists. Who was the biggest loser? Well, there were a few names that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the biggest loser really is men. I mean, just basically men, because men, all of them, all of the Spaceys, the Weinsteins, the Woody Allens, the men that are doing these activities to other men or women um, that prompted this movement. And it's it's great that we are finally calling this out and it it asks for a change and a call to action. Yeah. So the other, uh, you know, the, the thing I would say in reference to that is, yes, it was palpable that, you know, last night was about women. And I'm sure that. I'm sure on some level men felt uncomfortable. The, the the telling thing will be in the years to come, men will really, you know, if men were to take something like last night and take offense to it or, you know, feel like, you know, like, why aren't you know paying attention to the men? It's not all blah, blah, blah. that aside, like in the years to come, that's really going to be the test for men. So. How do men respond in the years uh, following, you know, right. whether it's giving roles uh, or giving, you know, women more of a role um, in Hollywood in the, you know, mechanics of of how 
uh, TV and movies has made. But also, do we stop seeing, you know, torrents of stories of men um, sexually assaulting women? So men will have their time. Mm -hmm. Right. um, But it wasn't last night. I do have to say this, and and I think we're already starting to see this next phase of the Golden Globes and and how this this protest of of everybody wearing black and the Time's Up movement and all and the pins and all of that. We're starting to see um, the aftermath of that where people are starting to call out some hypocrisy yes in the in the room there um my husband pointed a great article on the washington post this morning that was about men wearing the pin and then when they were asked about it they didn't have anything to say about it right they're like oh why are you wearing that uh yeah or justin timberlake posting a picture of him with his wife jessica biel and it was like my wife is hot Mm -hmm. you know like yeah like, yep. you know, okay, but what not... about like you're gonna wear the pins? So talk about talk it. About or talk it. about why you, you were just in say? a Woody Allen movie. You it know, also, like those kind of conversations. That gets back to that whole notion of, and it should not surprise us that celebrities are maybe doing things um, in a way to you know look a certain way, mm-hmm. but maybe haven't thought it all the way through. But right. yeah, to be fair, a celebrities aren't the only ones that do that. Yes, right. a beginning point. I'm yes. just giving everybody fair warning that that is the phase we are entering post Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. We are calling out the hypocrisy. And there were some great digs from Seth Meyers last night at Harvey and Kevin. Mm -hmm. I think Kevin Spacey had the bigger digs of the night than Harvey Weinstein did. Well, we are going to get back to Uh, more of these awards for the awards show last night with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes. He's our movie critic. You can find him online at Paul's Trip to the Movies. Also, his podcast, All Things Streaming, on the Podcast One Network. And every Friday on our show, The Colleen and Bradley Show, we'll all be back after this on my Talk 107.1. It's time again to celebrate the best thing about Minnesota, the men. Bearded Northwoods men, clean-shaven suburban metrosexuals, all of them, yum. Yum. It's My Talk 107.1's Manuary 2018. Here's what we need from you. Nominate the man you know that makes the Twin Cities a better place to live than anywhere else in the country. Tell us about your generous co-worker, a great guy friend, or maybe your wonderfully giving husband. If they end up as our Mr. Manuary, they'll get $3,000 for their favorite charity. So get over to mytalk1071.com, use keyword Manuary, and submit your great guy. We're celebrating the amazing men that make the Twin Cities an amazing place. It's Manuary 2018, but tick-tock. Get your guy nominated by Monday at midnight at mytalk1071.com, keyword Manuary. The radio home of Holy Crap, have you watched Black Mirror? My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're smack dab in the middle of the Cobra Globes for the uh, Golden Globes. Basically, we're giving awards for the Golden Globes. Uh, Colleen Bradley and our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies and also the All Things Streaming Podcast and right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show every Friday on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at My Talk 1071 and doing everything entertainment. Now, Paul, when we left you last... Mm. Uh, you had given two awards for the Golden Globes last night. Biggest winner being the women. The women, the activists. And the activists. Yeah. Biggest losers being... The men. The men. The men. Uh, let's move on to another award for the Golden Globes last night. Who do you think gave the best speech? I, I mean, really. Need There's, you say it? Need, Queen O. Oprah Winfrey. The big O. Who won <laughs> the Cecil B. DeMille Award this year. And I have to say, when she was announced, I thought... I, I kind of forgot it. Like, I, 
not that I forgot who Oprah was by any means, but it was like I was so limiting myself to like the few movies that she's done, mm-hmm. forgetting about her TV show, forgetting about all the humanitarian, like putting it all together as a package. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. And how much this, stuff she's done behind the scenes. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And then last night, I was like, this is why she's getting it. And her speech was so moving, so powerful. And how you go about delivering a speech, like the tonality of it, the call to action that she had, the clear how everyone was engaged. It was phenomenal. And that is why she is Oprah. Absolutely. Like, regardless of how you feel about Oprah, I feel like you could watch that speech and understand why she won and what she does and why she is so powerful in in our country. And why people connect to her and why people listen to her and why people sort of, you know, allow the Oprah. Yeah. And I to like, tell him what's what. I pulled out a, a favorite quote of mine from it. I mean, there's so much to say, but she says, "What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that we all have." Mm. And that really rang true to me about how you speak your truth, about mm-hmm. who you are as a person, and to not let other people bog you down. The mm-hmm. biggest problem I have with all this talk, because it did launch this whole conversation that people continue to have on social media and across other platforms today about Oprah being present. In fact, we talked about it in one of our own segments, and right. you know, we don't normally talk about politics, but the thing that I think makes it so like, yes, Oprah is incredibly talented. Nobody's challenging that. Nobody's saying uh, otherwise. But the one thing that makes her so good at what she does and people love her so much is that she's never challenged. Like, just think about Oprah. Every time she speaks, she's speaking on her terms mm-hmm. from her platform. Yeah. Rarely have you heard Oprah. I mean, last night was actually, and she did a great job, but but that's one of the few times where she's actually speaking. I know she speaks all over the place, but but my point is that, like, that was a, the first time where she was speaking maybe in a group of her peers, much less a group that would actually challenge her. And I think that the the, the very... Big. It, it's very easy to be everybody's cup of tea until you have to start saying things that make people uncomfortable. Right. And I think that if she were to go into politics, that's when we would really begin to see, you know, uh, whether or not she can stand the test that, you know, because let's be honest, politics is a dirty, disgusting have you been paying attention the last 12 months? Oh, yeah. I have. I yeah. have and it's not a touchy feely find your own power right. experience. Because you're gonna have you're gonna have people behind you making faces at mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and being, you know, calling you names. Right. And you know, there is a natural, I mean, you know, she's a little uh, a little bit mm, personal empowerment and not necessarily um interpersonal relationship driven and so when she's faced with a moment where she has to actually engage in a conversation where the other person does not share her beliefs or viewpoints yeah. how does she measure up in I that mean, we in, don't really know because we've never she, seen it in her right. world she can really just be like uh, i don't like i don't like you bye yeah she can away you right do you know what i mean <laughs> she could like and i'm not saying she can't she won't be able to respond well or debate well or like answer the tough questions i'm just saying it's a she's been untested in that regard so it's mm-hmm. easy for everyone to be you know, like she's amazing. But, you know, I was watching, you know, talk about her speech and the introduction beforehand where they showed the body of work that mm-hmm. she's done, not just her her talk shows, right. but also her role in The Color Purple. And, you know, when you sit back and think that was her first acting role mm-hmm. and she was amazing. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Amazing. Yeah. And you see all the work that she's done as a producer and you see... This is a woman where I really think, like, is there anything that that woman can't or hasn't done? And, and it's not like she needs a job. Right. She she's doesn't good. need money. <laughs> yeah. So she does it to help other people out because yeah. she wants to bring her knowledge and her, you know, forward. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Yeah. Whether or not you agree with everything. Right. Sure. I mean, I don't like Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz. And they were mentors of well, hers. Yeah. That's, that, that's another uh, whole chapter right. that we didn't even get into is you have to remember that at the end of the day, Oprah is a person who gave us people like Dr. Phil. And she does sort of buy into this. Like, again, it's great for TV in the afternoon, mm-hmm. this sort of ooey wooey way to look at the world. But again, we're we're asking, I, I would think a lot more of somebody if they were to be uh, in the Oval Office. And do we mm-hmm. think she really would run? Because I don't think she would. I don't think she has an interest in it. All we I think know we want anybody, someone like that to run, if to you, be that if, inspirational. If serious people are saying that you could run for president, you, I mean, I just, when you're that much of an ego, I think you would find it extremely difficult. Well, and also when you're not, somebody who has ticked all those things off your personal bucket list. Right. And again, like Bradley said, people are chanting Oprah for president. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a very tough thing, like because how many of us ever have the chance of people taking a presidential run seriously, right? Right. There's a very small group. And mm-hmm. so I don't think she will decide that lightly, I guess is what no, I'm saying. No, no. Okay, so this is totally off topic, <laughs> Paul McGuire Grimes, but actually back on topic. Yeah. Can you just tell us who you think was the best dressed? Uh, I'm giving it to Mandy Moore. <gasps> really? Wow. Okay, I, that I is know. like an Pretty outlier. Who knew? Shocker. I'm going. But I, I did my research. I looked through some best dress lists and some worst dress lists. And what was great about everyone wearing black is that it, it wasn't about like architecture or structure mm-hmm. of dresses and fabrics and designers and whatever. And I like that she wore black, but it was a beautiful flowy gown. Mm-hmm. She wore the this red band around her waist to give it this pop of color. She had kind of a, is that, would you call it a halter top? I don't know. Like uh, sort of. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It's similar to a halter. Yeah. So that's still the line. Really elegant. She get the, she got the black in, but it's, it's not like lacy or weird at the same time. Like it's very elegant. And also, that's what I really love about her it. dress has pockets. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Women pockets. love dresses oh, with pockets. And where you can put your chapstick. Exactly. I'm right. telling you, if you ever see a woman who has pockets in her dress, it will be the first thing she says. Right. I love your dress. It has pockets. It has pockets. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'm like on the uh, This Is Us train right now that I'm like stopping mm-hmm. over, but like, 
Are you watching? Comes back uh, comes back tomorrow oh night. My gosh, yeah, okay. Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much thank for joining us. Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good thank to see you. you. you when too. we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some authentic, crazy, stupid idiots for you, just like we do every day at 2 30. Stay right where you are. We'll be back after this. My talk 1071. Everything. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa! Entertainment. p.m. on the Colleen and Bradley show. Mark your calendars. That is when we talk about the crazy, stupid idiots of the day. On the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present... CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Where are we going first? We are going international. We are going to Phuket International Airport in Thailand. Thailand. And that is where uh, Steve Cho was wandering through the departure hall of the airport in his birthday suit. Uh, And um, he was yelling incoherently, according to onlookers, and also throwing a substance that he made himself with his own body. Throwing a substance? Oh, Mm-hmm. Uh, you like mean, a monkey? like, maybe from this? <laughs> Not that Ew! substance. But that is fascinating. I love that, that your mind went think there. Think more along the lines of what monkeys throw at each other. Oh. Yes, correct. Okay. 27-year-old Steve Cho from New York was eventually stopped by six security guards after uh, he caused a disturbance in that airport, an onlooker said it was the scariest and most disgusting thing I ever saw at an airport. I stayed away from the man in case he attacked anybody. Well, um, when they did catch up with Mr. Steve Cho, who had been wandering through the airport in uh, his birthday suit, throwing the substance he made with his own body and uh, mm. mumbling and yelling incoherently, he was asked why he behaved as such. Let and this guess. is one we've never heard before. Oh, really? We've mm. never heard this? What was your guess going to be? Drugs? Well, yes, actually. It was drugs. It was the drugs he took that we've never heard before. Okay. He accepted responsibility, and uh, he said he would reimburse all damages. He explained that he acted this way because he had ingested too many Viagra pills. Um. Well, then my first noise makes total sense, well, right? yes, I guess so. Yeah, except what, I've never except heard that. Except the it, rest of it. I mean, did he have a, a lot of going on or, I mean. On the front end, I've yeah. not seen uncensored pictures, but I am currently looking up side effects of Viagra to see if throwing the material your body naturally makes. Yeah, is that one of the side effects? Is a side effect of too much. No, I see common Viagra side effects may include flushing, warmth. I'm not the guy, not the toilet. Flushing, maybe not flushing. Which is his problem. A headache, abnormal vision, a runny nose, sleep problems, muscle pain, back pain, and upset stomach. Okay, so but nowhere not, in there just flinging your own poo. Which by, okay, I, nope, I'm not going to even walk down that road. Why? Because I just, 
like I have questions about the reality of how that actually how you go about that and what how that occurs to you to do in the first place. I don't right? think it's something that occurs to you. I think it's probably your high as a kite and you're like I'm going back to your that. animal instincts. Yeah. I mean, I just like, you know, I don't know. Like, is he walking? I don't, I don't want to ask the question, but just sit and think about the what that how that all comes to be, I guess, is logistics. what I'm saying. The yeah. logistics of flinging you've, that. You've already painted quite the human picture. made material. What was your matter and material with painting that picture? <laughs> no. What was that from again? Nothing. Okay, thank you. Um, anyway, so he did accept responsibility. As I said, he has uh, he has agreed to re- reimburse for damages that he caused, um, and he, uh, he he's been taken care of. Let's just go ahead and say, and I think perhaps is now Don't imbibing only the appropriate Stay. amounts of the male uh, drug Viagra. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was in. Excuse me, Phuket, Thailand. Correct. Now let's go to Minot, North Dakota. Oh, okay, why not? In Minot. our own backyard. Oh, okay. Pull it together, um, trainer. We're... A 22-year-old man is facing felony charges after doing something recently. And uh, he's accused of basically theft. Uh, I'll just put it that way, and we'll get to that in more detail in a moment. But suffice to say, uh, this this 22-year-old Minot man is facing felony shoplifting charges. Mm. But it is how he shoplifted that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. How he shoplifted. Um, is it something we've heard? Like, did he put something in his hindquarters or no. nature's pocket? This actually involves, uh, does not involve his behind. Um, let me tell you this. It is a uh, weather-related story. So... He goes to the Hobby Lobby, which apparently is a place that he wanted to steal from. I I can think of a few other places I'd rather steal from before the Hobby Lobby, but who knows? Maybe he's a crafty guy. He's a crafter. Guy. Maybe he's a fiber friend of Alexis's. You don't know. $4,000 of merchandise later, uh, he shoves $4,000 into, uh, or I should say $4,000 in merchandise into a uh, grocery cart. And apparently it took him seven hours to do so. Okay, I I have I mean, so many questions. That's quite the shopping trip. I think I'm seven hours. Okay. I feel like I could fill up a basket a little more quickly. I mean, than that. I watch supermarket sweep. I know. Maybe he was being very specific or just being very intentionally slow, mm-hmm. so as to not draw attention to himself. Although well, somebody's in a store for seven hours, you kind of notice right? that. Um, he then tried to flee with his four thousand dollars in merchandise from the Hobby Lobby in a shopping cart that took him seven hours to do. He was fleeing the store with his cart. Running like so imagine if you will a gentleman fleeing from the Hobby Lobby parking lot with the cart in front of him as he's running uh, and then something happened something happened that could only happen in Minot North Dakota in January he ran his cart into the snow because well he's January and it's snowing and he was trying to flee with a cart which then became stuck in the snow. One would think after seven hours of preparation, he might have had enough time to come up with a better escape plan than running down the street with $4,000 worth of merchandise in a cart on a snowy day. Now, to be fair, he did, he did escape uh, without police getting him. Uh, He, you know, his cart got stuck. So he abandoned the cart and fled. But uh, he dropped his wallet 
where he fell. And of course, officers found his photo ID, which matched the description, and they arrested him. So a couple of things. If it's uh, snowy out, maybe figure out another way. I don't know, have a getaway vehicle waiting. People don't do that anymore, I feel like. You don't hear much about like getaway vehicles. Not really. Uh, but you could have just had somebody sitting there waiting at the exit. Probably because those people don't get caught. That's true. <laughs> That's the problem. True. Uh, they All they did was go to his house. Knock, knock, knock. Yep, you're under arrest because you tried to steal $4,000 from Hobby Lobby. Oh, my gosh. Caught in the snow. Also, like four thousand. Like what? I'm. I have so many questions that will never be answered, and I just have to live in this space of questioning and not knowing. Um. Hey, Bradley. We love a Waffle House, don't we? Oh my god, I love me some Waffle. I love a Waffle House. I will tell you, even if I'm eating at a Waffle House and it's too hot, I don't care because waffles. But that did not happen when these three customers in a Tennessee Waffle House complained to an employee on New Year's Eve that they wanted the thermostat adjusted because they were too hot in the Waffle House. What? Again, I say it's hot in the Waffle House. Who cares? You're eating waffles at the Waffle House. But they complained about it and they weren't satisfied with the fact that the employee would not turn the thermostat down. So naturally, these two grown adults in a Tennessee Waffle House attacked the worker at the Waffle House for not turning down the thermostat. Seems a little severe. Correct. And it was all caught on tape. So uh, police described... Now, here's the other thing. They have not been caught it was a 21 year old employee at this waffle house who was the victim of this attack when two people or there were three people there but two are described as a 50 year old heavy set woman and a 16 year old oh and another 25 year old the three of them approached the 21 year old uh, worker at the waffle house asked her to turn down the thermostat she was not able to do so and so they attacked her they did have this was on video, yeah, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you so think there's video they'd be able it. to find this person or these people? One would hope. They are still looking for the people who beat up the 21 year old woman. All oh, I'm saying so is, if it's hot at the Waffle House, get your stuff to go, or just deal with it because you're eating waffles. I mean, there's only happiness at a Waffle House. Yeah. Well, there should be only happiness, right? There's only happiness on the Colleen and Bradley show, especially when we get to our daily snap judgment. That's a question we ask on the Colleen and Bradley show every day on our Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash my talk 1071. And you answer the question we've posed today. And the question today was bacon or sausage? Nope. Nope. Golden Globes. Or Oscars. That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, We will judge your answers accordingly after this on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Let's return to Springfield, Missouri and 12 year old Don McLean. Dear diary, here's a poem about Shane. Oh. Hey, little Shaney, have a cow. Never mind that, have a sow. It looks just like you, so kiss it goodnight. Then go to Dustin's, who's out of sight. He eats your guts, he thinks you're a weenie. So go get yourself drunk and have a martini. Pee pee, pee pee head, pee pee, pee pee head. <laughs> and that's the truth. Dawn, you were quite the poet. I was. It made me kind of famous for a little bit. This local band in Branson actually read my poems and turned that into a song that was kind of a local hit for a while. Hey, little Shaney, I have a cow. Never mind that. 
have a sow look just like you so kiss a good night then go to Dustin who is out of sight he hates your guts he thinks you're a weenie so go get yourself drunk have a martini pp 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 that's the truth Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of Are You Going to That Show This Weekend? My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's time to find out your answers to our Daily Snap Judgment on the MyTalk 1071 Facebook page on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And the question we asked you today was... Golden Globes or Oscars? Uh, if you are, were paying any kind of attention to the conversations today in the television last night, you know that last night was the night for the Golden Globes. And so we pitted the Golden Globes up against another glamorous award show, the Oscars, to ask what you prefer. Ty said, I'm a People's Choice Awards kind of gal. Oh, God. Go. The People's Nobody, Choice Awards? That is the phoniest oh. of the awards shows. I mean, that's like saying... Do you like pizza or macaroni and cheese and you choose broccoli? It's like not even oh, on the same like, level. I didn't know where we were going, but yeah, no, it's, it's well, not it's even, not even that. Level. It's like picking band-aids. Like if somebody says pizza or macaroni and cheese and, and you, you say, say band-aids. band-aids. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Scabby. Mm. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Didn't need to go there. Jody said, I enjoy Oscars for the musical performances, but overall I choose the Globes because the drinking. Hmm. Although, Ding. people were not as drunk in McDrunker pants as they should have been last night. Agreed. Okay, so... Because nobody wanted to be, like, you know, slapping women on the behind or anything by accident. So we also have to talk about the fact that we... And we were paying attention to this, that nobody was eating any food. There was, like, food sitting out on the table. Nobody was eating. And they had these I, big bottles of liquor. So they were drinking, and nobody weighs anything. And so we're thinking they're going to be hammered in like five minutes. They are, but I did want to clarify on the food thing, because I was reading about this. There, the, the reason there was no food on the table by the time you saw most of the people is because they get fed during the red carpet. Oh. So by the time that uh, the cameras turn on for the actual award ceremony, they get some like crudite and some, you know, like uh, carrot sticks and ranch. So they've got a base, um, is what you're saying. So, well, no, but, but that's... That doesn't mean that they ate. I'm just saying, in fact, a lot of celebrities don't eat because they're getting fed while they're on the red carpet. Mm. So if you're too busy hobnobbing with your friends or uh, yammering with um, tan arms on the red carpet, you're going to miss out on your food. They literally will clear it before you sit down at your table. Tan arms, by the way, being Juliana Rancic. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So they put the food down and then they take it away before you even get there. Because well, you're out there talking yeah, because, to Juliana. Yeah, because you're too busy. Uh huh. Um, oh, and I was just going to say one more thing about the Golden Globes and the food. Oh, I was I I was perusing the comments on our uh, watch along last night, which you can still watch on Facebook uh, on the on the My Talk 1071 Facebook page. Bradley, people were very concerned with the fact that there was food and you weren't eating. 
which oh. I find fascinating. Okay. That habit that people have about worrying about whether or not other people are eating. It's so odd to me. Well, I already had dinner, so I, I was know. not hungry, number one. And number two, I'm trying not to eat crap food. So there it was, was just, just some, there were, I mean, we had good food. I'm not saying it was crap. I'm just saying it was snack food and I wasn't in a snacky mood. Mm-hmm. But thanks. No. Yep. Okay. Uh, back to our questions and answer answers to Golden Globes or Oscars. Chris, or Kirsten said Golden Globes, both TV and movies. Movies split into two categories, comedy, musicals, and dramas. And with alcohol being served in the auditorium, there's always a chance that things will go off the rails. <laughs> Ding. And one last answer. Uh, Barbara said Oscars. Thank you, Barb. Donnie's here. Hello, Donnie. Hello, everybody. How are you? Um, so, Colleen, you were gone a couple days last week, mm-hmm. enjoying the last of the summer wine uh, in terms of the holiday, <laughs> and you miss uh, missed out on an opportunity to hear Donnie back in the day. Uh, and Donnie, um, I think it's safe to say, is the consummate professional, and he's been here uh, for many years, but people may not realize he's been doing radio since, well, since before I was born. And before you were born. Mm. And uh, Donnie, you did such a good job. Um, I don't know, highlighting your talents. We thought we'd maybe do a little bit more of this. Are you are you ready to play with us again? Sure, whatever you'd like. Okay, so um, Holly, I don't know how you set this up. Do you have clips of Donnie from uh, back in the day that we can hear first? Well, sure. So let's listen to Donnie Love, a.k.a. Don Michaels from back in the AKA day. A.k.a. Dr. Dr. Don. Dr. Don. So, <laughs> this is the from, good Dr. Don. Yeah, the good much. Dr. Don. So this is from 1975. All right. Oh, this one again? Well, we're gonna play it. We're gonna play. Well, it's well. This is the same station that we played last week. I know. But we'll just play a little bit more of it. So here we go. Oh boy. Summer. Ricky, don't lose that number. On KSAQ. Super Q with Shotgun Steve Rivers and your favorite hits. Afternoons at three on KSAQ. Super Q and the People's Choice. Do it any way you wanna. Eleven ten with the Doctor. KSAQ. KSAQ, the latest standards. Yeah. Is that you, Donnie? Yeah. That was your curl. This was you, on that one? Yeah. This was you? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, okay, okay. no, 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 no. That's right. that. I don't know who that was. It's some production guy like Rocco or something. Okay, so that was Donnie back in 1975, the year, by the way, that I was born. Do you have to keep bringing that up? Yes. Okay. Um, because I'm usually the <laughs> oldest in the room. So, yes. And, um, but we did this thing, Colleen, and I, I didn't even realize how uh, much of a talent this was. But, um, Donnie, you describe what you call this. Um, but we play a song, and we did this last week, where we would play a song. And Donnie, can, he can just, like, riff to, right to the point where the person's about to sing. Yeah, just talking up the vocal. Talking up the vocal. As we said back in the... And he's a really, he can be a really good puker, too. I, I didn't really puke very much. I mean, slightly, but I mean, you heard that. That wasn't so bad, was it? No, I don't think. I don't think I mean, puking is a bad to, thing. I think compared it's compared to awesome. some people who were around at the time. Oh, no, I no names, but believe me, there. So, do you want to hear a, an example of how Donnie does this? Sure. All right. So, I selected a song from 1975. Oh, I would you? argue one of the biggest hits of that year. Oh. It's by Glenn Campbell. It's okay. Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's Dr. Don. It's Monday morning here on KSAQ. Looks like it's going to be a nice day today. Here's Glenn Campbell. Oh, see? Hit it. Yeah. This is a talent. And I was talking to um, our good friend, B. Arthur, um, last night after our watch-along party. 
And, um, you know, I said, you should come on and, and like battle Donnie because, you know, she, of <laughs> she course, was on too. the radio That's for many, right. many years. But she yeah. she demurred to you, Donnie. She said you were far better at this skill than she ever had to be. Oh, I think she's and being I've, too modest. Oh, I've got one more song for you, Donnie. This one might be more of a challenge. Also, oh, from around the same time. Technically, I think this song came out in 1974, Ooh. but it was number one in 1975. Okay. Philadelphia Freedom by Elton oh, John. Wow. This, is, this has a long intro. This is tough. Hey, it's Good Doctor here on KSAQKQEM. We're in San Antonio. This is Elton John's new one. Interesting story. It's about Billie Jean King, Philadelphia Freedom. Oh, amazing, oh, Donnie. Yeah. Congrats. And thank you for sharing your is, talents it was, about her, it was about her tennis team, Philadelphia Freedom. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so what's coming up on Lori and Julie today? Uh, some award show last night. Anybody watch? Uh, maybe. The yeah. People's Choice Awards. Oh, uh, that's the one. Yes. Yeah, that's the no. one. Yeah. No, you, no, it'll be a, a mucho, mucho Golden Globes discussion. Can you give us uh, maybe just a teaser to what's like the thing that's got a bee in their bonnet? Uh, the speeches, especially Oprah, uh, talking about the, uh, the uh, you know, the all black fashion and some of the other statements that were made. Uh, men not making any reference to sexual harassment mm. themselves. That's a good point. Yeah, and this is actually like the next wave. We're going to start seeing more of those conversations happening. And you can listen to those conversations on the Lori and Julia show right after this on My Talk 1071. Bye.